You're listening to TBD, a podcast for brilliant coaches, consultants, helpers, and healers creating their best work and their most meaningful contribution. I'm your host, Megan Hale, business strategist and thought partner to help you distill your wisdom into your most potent offers and the multiple six figures that go with it. I'll be the first to tell you though, as someone who's done it, this path is far from a straight line. There are highs, there are lows, and so many moments of uncertainty in between. But if there are two things I know to be true, it's you always know what you need to know when you need to know it. And the next right step is always on its way. Let's do this. Hey, hey, y'all. Welcome back to the show. So there is a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes over here as we are getting ready to move into the Dream Money launch that's happening in just a few weeks. So before we dive into our episode today, which is all around adding more ease to earning, it's going to be such a good topic for us to dive into. I thought it would be fun to really share a bit more about the prep work that's happening this way for what really goes into creating a big goal like this, which is raising $350,000 or more in order to build my app. So first of all, the first thing that I've had to do over here is rename what was formerly known as the money map, because this tool is going to be the thing that I am selling in order to raise all of my capital, right? And as you know, if you've been listening to the podcast, um, one, naming things is hard. <laughs> Renaming things can sometimes feel even harder because there's a lot of attachment to old names. There's a lot of lived experiences with old names, and there's some grief that shows up just in that process. So when you're going through a huge rebrand like I am, there's all of these little micro invitations of like letting things go just a little bit more as things kind of reshape, rename themselves, reorganize, and also like elevate themselves for the new chapter that you're stepping into, right? And so renaming what was formerly known as the money map has been no small feat, like at all. And so right after dream money came through, I knew almost immediately that I did not want to rename the money map, simply the dream money map. Something about it just did not roll off my tongue. And I was seriously stumped on what to use instead. One of the biggest reasons being I loved the word map because over the years I've used money mapping to describe the process of being in your money map. And I've also referred to my community as money mappers, right? And so trying to find another word that does both of those things proved very, very difficult. And of course, there's the consideration of ensuring you're not infringing on any existing trademarks. Like I am so damn tired of trademarks this year, but what I decided to do is something that I've never done. And I actually hired a naming service for about a thousand dollars to see if they could come up with a new name. And so I went into that investment knowing that they would either come up with the right name, they would spark an idea for the new name, or they would give me back five names that I totally hated, which all clarity counts, right? And so we ended up with the latter, but I persisted. I really wanted a name that spoke to the mapping quality because this private planning tool really does show you the way, right? It shows you your unique way for really reaching your dreams. And so I thought about chart, but that wasn't quite it. Plus, even though money charting, like could maybe work like money charters definitely does not work in order to refer to my community. So then I thought, why don't you just let that piece go? Maybe this new name doesn't have to be used as an action, nor does it need to describe your community, which is when the dream money blueprint came through. And the more I said it, the more I liked it. Plus, I simply need a name for this tool until the app launches, so I don't have to be married to it, right? 
because we're going to be putting the dream money blueprint out into the world to raise all the capital. But when the app launches, it's likely going to be called the dream money app, right? So I went straight back to my attorney and consulted on this name. My sweet attorney held so much space for me and she gave the approval. So my friends, it is with great joy that I announced the money map has officially been renamed to the dream money blueprint, a complete holistic financial system for designing the business that can fund your dreams and build a more just and joyful world. So as I prepare to go into launch to raise the funds needed to build the dream money app, I'm going to be selling the full dream money blueprint for $9.97 that also comes with an epic 90 day live program with me that I cannot wait to tell you more about soon. And I'll also be selling the dream money calculator for $247, which is the new name for good, better, best goals. Okay. GBB goals are the foundation for the entire dream money blueprint and are three unique to you revenue goals that every entrepreneur needs for knowing exactly how much you need to earn to support your personal financial needs and dreams. So this week, y'all, I am re-recording the whole self-paced course that comes with the dream money blueprint, which I did not want to do knowing I'm going to have to re-record this whole thing again once the app launches in a few months, but I'm taking it as an invitation to elevate all of the content with best practices I've cultivated over the years, especially since it's been since 2020, since I last recorded this course, right? So I'm going to be adding in even more wisdom, which I'm super excited about. And this is also going to be so good because it's going to create its best version in its spreadsheet form before moving everything to the app. And so by Friday, my goal is for that to be done. I am recording, Robin is editing, and the new course is already looking so good with just a few of the rebrand updates that we've been making and we'll have new graphics soon too. Once we get new photos back, which brings me to the second thing that's happening this week, which is a photo shoot, which is so long overdue. I have had so many of my friends be like, Megan, you need new photos. We are tired of this pink jumpsuit. Like we need some fresh images. And so I am working with a new photographer that I'm so excited about. And we actually have models coming in to support the community vibe I'm going for more to share on that soon. We also have a new sales page being built that will be done by Friday, which that's goals. Then I'm going to firm up all of our timelines, making sure that all of this feels spacious for me and the team. And also you who want to support me on reaching this epic, epic goal. So we are getting everything ready to rock. And I'm so incredibly proud of how I've been navigating this thing over here. I thought for sure that the timeline was going to be too tight to try and get new photos, but I made the ask and that is happening. I hired out the sales page design and build out for the first time in the history of ever. And that was so helpful in freeing me up to do other things, which is also like a really key reminder. Just because you can do something doesn't mean that you necessarily need to be doing it. Okay. I'm a really, really good at design. I love designing all of my stuff. It's like one of my ways of like putting the energetic vibe into my offers and also designing is something that is very time consuming. I tend to be very, uh, I don't know if perfectionistic is the right word, but I have very high standards for how I want my stuff to look. And so hiring somebody that I trust to do this just as good, if not better than I would has been such a big move for me that I would love to continue making moving forward. And then from there, all of our promotional partner info is going to be going out very soon. So if you would love to help me spread the word about the dream money blueprints or the dream money calculator, because we're going to be selling both, right? That will help me raise the funds to build the dream money app. 
definitely add your name as a dream money supporter in the show notes. I would absolutely love to have you along and every single share counts, especially getting these tools, this financial wisdom, this system up and working in other entrepreneurs' businesses that creates such a rich foundation for building a more profitable, sustainable business with the money mastery that goes along with it. So today, my friends, we are cruising along in our dream money series, diving into part three of easeful money. By now, we've covered deliberate money and reliable money, and also talked about the first two ways to create more easeful money, which are first, working from a place of ease, and second, creating money systems. I am still on cloud nine for money systems last week. So if you have not listened to that episode, definitely go take a listen because there are some gems inside my friends. So today we're talking about creating ease around earning. And my goals are to offer some mindset shifts, some strategies, some systems, and some energetic shifts too. Now I'll go ahead and tell you, there is nothing easy about easeful earning. Okay. And in fact, the online space is kind of weird right now. I don't know if you have felt it. I've definitely felt it. Like sales are down across the board. Launch outcomes have been smaller and smaller for most businesses. And although there might be some businesses that are absolutely booming and experiencing an uptick, that is not the grand majority of what I have heard from all the conversations I've been having with colleagues. A lot of businesses are seeing dips in revenue right now. And a lot of those businesses are well-established ones. And I have a few ideas of why this might be happening. The first, we aren't seeing the same amount of money float around in the online space as we're used to. COVID brought a lot of financial relief and abundance to our industry. And with everyone being home, it brought a lot more into the space looking to spend money. And for those who are already in the space... It was amazing. We had extra money to exchange with one another. And for most business owners I know, COVID was actually a time of great financial growth. But now we're on the other side. We have loans we're paying back. We likely have bigger teams we took on to handle the uptick of work. And with sales lower, many people are having to lean out their team and let people go, which is never a fun place to be as a business owner. I remember the first team member I had to let go back in 2022 that I just could not afford to keep on because I had hired her with the intention of scaling and bringing on more clients, but my mental health needed to not do that. So I ended up being overhired and had to let this person go. Then at the beginning of this year, when the trademark stuff started, I just could not be in a sales head space, which was not great timing because I had clients graduating from flow, which meant payment plans were completing and no new revenue coming in. Thankfully though, I had business savings that could float me for a couple of months through February and March. Then I started this podcast and started finding myself again, which was exactly what I needed in almost double revenue in April and have been slowly increasing revenue ever since. Bring on a few new clients about every other month in flow, as well as signing a few new one-on-one clients through word of mouth and referral. But I will share my launches have not been performing at the level I'm used to this year. The content has been solid. The connections have been great, but still, I think a lot of people are carrying debt. They're investing in programs that aren't quite what they need. So they aren't getting an ROI and there's less money circulating in the online space, which means people are being far more cautious with what they invest in outside of the online space. Like in just other groups that I'm in, I'm really starting to see the impact of inflation. Like people are short on cash. They're looking at starting side hustles, right? When in the past, they really didn't need to do that. And this can absolutely create concern, right? But all economies go through cycles and this will shift too. 
You know, the shifts I've made to address these changes are one, keeping team very lean right now. It's just me and Robin over here. And also contractors that I've hired for one-off projects. For instance, I've hired my friend Kronda Adair to help me get our email marketing system sorted. I've hired my friend Rachel Pesso to help with the Dream Money Blueprint sales page. Like hire your friends, y'all, okay? And I've been focusing on one-on-one clients who pay premium work to work with me, plus creating a more accessible price point for Flow to help meet more people where they are. And I thought for sure my most recent launch would add another 10K in monthly revenue, but it didn't, right? And after my launch debrief, there really wasn't a single variable that I would have changed around anything that I could have done differently, right? Like sometimes that's just how things go. Even when you do all the right things, there's going to be variables that are outside of your control that are impacting these sales that are going to be made. So before we talk about ease with earning, know that there are going to be times when earning does not feel easeful, even when you're doing all the right things, right? You may step into higher price points and it takes a few months before your audience is ready to come with you. You might reach out to your network for referrals, but no one comes to mind, or maybe you do get referrals, but they aren't the right fit, right? I've had one of my favorite clients refer three people to me this year. One never responded to our intro email. The other was not an aligned fit, but the third, a complete dream client I am so excited to work with. So if you happen to be in a spot where sales are low or slow, I want you to do five things, okay? The first, launch. A launch is the best thing you can do for more visibility on your work. It allows you to get loud and for people to come closer. Email communications are likely going to increase too, right? So people are hearing from you more frequently. And even if your launch doesn't result in sales, it can result in referrals. It can result in downsells. And even a little money that comes in the door can be that pick me up you need to keep going. Okay. I am launching every other month this year, which was not a plan I created due to low sales, but rather for creating new funnels for people to come into my world and create that top of funnel content right? And now I'm really glad that I'm doing it because every single launch brings new people in, even if it's lower numbers than I'm used to, but that's how I'm able to keep increasing revenue right now, even if it feels more slow going than usual, right? The second is reach out to your network for support. Ask for referrals. Let your people know you're accepting new clients. Follow up with people that you've had prior conversations with. I appreciate a follow-up and I encourage you to appreciate a follow-up too, as long as the person is good people, of course, okay? Your approach with following up is everything. We want this to feel open and welcoming, not like super high pressure, okay? And I know that you're not doing that anyway, but I just wanted to mention that. Third is this might be a good time to lean out your team and expenses during tough economic times. We need to be able to scale down to minimum viable revenue. And that means leaning out your tech stack as much as possible. It may mean decreasing team members hours or letting a team member go. If you are carrying too much team leaning out can feel like the opposite of abundance. Okay. And I so get it, but freeing up cash flow is what's going to create that feeling of spaciousness for you. And instead of focusing on solutions that create a recurring expense, I also want to encourage you to focus on solutions that create a short-term one-off expense, because this is one way that we can decrease our recurring monthly expenses as much as possible, which also protects having more abundant monthly cash flow. Okay. The fourth is to have conversations. Okay. The quickest way to cash is conversations. There's a strategy that I learned from Brianne Dick, who runs Visionary CEO Academy, who she is just brilliant. Her and Jill run an amazing organization and I love the work that they do so much. But this strategy is called identifying your hand raisers in which you share a social media post offering value and ask people to raise their hand if they'd like a copy of a free tool you've created that coincides with the value you've just delivered. Or if they want to join you in a free masterclass, we're going to be going deeper into this topic, right? Now, of course, you would need to have a tool you've created or a masterclass coming up for this to work. But when people raise 
their hand, it allows you to start a conversation when you follow up with them. Okay. What problems are they experiencing? What solutions are they searching for? Conversations are the quickest way to refine your messaging for an offer, to make tweaks to an existing offer that more adequately meets your people's needs and simply connect with people. So many times we are racking our brain on like what needs to shift in our offer when conversations are going to be the quickest way to clarity, which then leads you to the cash. Okay. Conversations lead to clarity, lead to cash. And lastly, number five here is come up with a new introductory offer that walks people through a key part of your methodology. Okay. This is a great thing to test inside your business model that can really help you create an even tighter offer that meets people where they are, that allows them to have a really powerful experience with you, that then prepares them to go deeper into your next offer. Okay. So for instance, if I was not launching the dream money blueprint this month, following leap week, I would have offered a downsell focused on helping people map out their core methodology as that's the first step we focus on in flow, right? Understanding your methodology is what allows you to speak to your work more confidently and clearly. Plus understanding the key milestones people must reach within your methodology is what allows you to create tighter offers that are laser focused on the steps that create success. And we're going to talk about this one specifically in this episode, when it comes to creating more ease around earning, because it's all around having clear offers. Okay. People may not be ready or able to invest in the whole transformation you can provide right now, but they may be ready and able to invest in just that first key step. Okay. So when it comes to creating ease with earning, there's got to be a willingness to show up to pivot if need be, and also make the ask. I know for most of us, when we think about earning with ease, we want people to just show up on our doorstep with money in hand saying, I want to work with you, right? Like that's the desire. But the question that we need to be asking ourselves is how can we create the environment for that to happen? So let's dive into creating more ease around earning. That's one part energy, strategy, systems, and mindset. You ready? Let's go. So the first is really creating an energetic openness to receive. When I was in my first two years of business, I remember writing affirmations over and over again in my journal as I worked tediously at developing an abundant mindset that was essential for supporting my sales mindset. Okay. Many of those affirmations were around me being a sought after coach that people couldn't wait to work with and reminding myself that clients were always around me and on their way, that they were plentiful. Now, this type of mindset isn't going to make people magically appear, okay? But it does shift your energy when you're in the place of abundance, which we're going to talk about more when we dive into the A of dream money. So when we're thinking about creating more ease around earning, we first have to be in that openness to receive more sales, right? How can we create that experience for ourselves? One, believing that there are plenty of people who cannot wait to work with us. That's going to help shift you into a more abundant mindset, which is also going to shift the dynamics as you show up to sell. Okay. We also have to remind ourselves that we are somebody that lots of people want to work with. We have something of such intense value to offer the world and to the people who say yes to working with us. Okay. If we're in that place of self-doubt, this is not going to be a place where you're going to be open to receive. In fact, it's really easy for us to create the opposite. 
Okay. Now here's the thing that I think most people miss when it comes to energetic sales is that a lot of us put so much emphasis on my energy has to be pristine. My energy has to be perfect for sales to come in. No, that is not what I'm saying. Okay. You are allowed to have your full ass human experience. The thing that I want you to be mindful of though, is how can we create a practice of being in the mindset that makes you feel supported, that makes you feel abundant, right? It's not about being in that place all the time at 100%, but it is about doing the work that's moving you there again and again and again, because this is the work that's going to serve your business well in the long run. Okay. The second, when it comes to creating more ease around earning is having offers that are clear and compelling. And quite honestly, if you only spent your time working on just this piece, okay, like regardless of energy, regardless of any of the other things that I'm going to mention, you will reap the rewards. So many offers I see are clear, but not compelling or compelling, but not clear. And confusion is the quickest way to miss the sale. An offer has to clarify what someone is getting and how it works. They have to be able to visualize it and clearly know the transformation they're going to receive on the other side. The transformation you're offering also needs to be something they really want. Okay. What I see most often is that most people aren't anchoring their offers results in the thing their people really want. And what I mean by this is your people don't really want the transformation of your offer. Okay. They want what that transformation then makes possible on the other side. And what I call this is their LTV or long-term vision. Okay. This is where we need to be meeting our clients in our marketing and our messaging. Knowing your client's LTV is what allows us to call our best people forward and also position our work as a key stepping stone to helping them get what they want. Okay. Let me give you an example. So let's say my dream client's LTV or your LTV is to have a sustainable business that's generating dream money and allowing you to make your most meaningful contribution, right? When you envision your future five years from now, 10 years from now, I would imagine that you envision a company that is doing really great work in the world. It's serving its clients powerfully. There's sustainable cash flow. It's making more things possible for you. You are in this place of abundance, right? But you're also in this place of possibility, meaning that literally anything that you dream up, you have the confidence that you can make that happen. And you also have the funding in order to make it happen, right? Now, what I know is if this is the goal, your first step is mapping out your signature methodology that is foundational for all of those things to be possible in the first place. And then creating your first one key offer that's delivering that methodology that allows you to take a meaningful step in that direction, okay? Where you want to go is your long-term vision, but in order to get there, you need to have this foundational piece, which is what I provide inside flow, right? So a lot of times I see people shying away from being explicit with their dream client's LTV, because who are we to decide what a client's long-term vision looks like? Or maybe their long-term vision looks all kinds of ways, right? How can we get specific? But when we're bold enough to say, this is what you want, and this is where you're going, it makes your dream client's long-term vision not only feel safe to want, but important to want, because we can also anchor it in their values. For instance, there's a client I worked with over the summer to help her clarify her methodology. Her work is helping her clients lead well, which can literally mean all kinds of things, right? But her clients are entrepreneurs who hold a vision of doing business differently. That's grounded in ethical capitalism where everybody wins. When she clarifies this vision for her clients, she's automatically going to pull forward those who don't want to feed into disparity-based capitalism. She can say, I see you and me too. And here's how we're going to get there, right? 
She's already clarified a compelling desire for her people simply by clarifying their long-term vision. But her, but her second step is laying out the key milestones that must be reached in order for them to take a meaningful step in that direction. For instance, the rest of that sentence is, I see you. You want to do business differently where you aren't contributing to more disparity, but instead are engaging in ethical capitalism where everybody wins. Me too. Here's how we're going to get there. By first X, then Y, and then Z, which are key milestones in her methodology, which also just so happen to be the key steps she walks people through inside her offer, okay? She's clarified her client's compelling long-term vision that will naturally pull aligned clients forward who share common values. She's clarified the first key milestones that help them take a meaningful step in that direction. She's positioned her offer as where those key milestones happen. From there, she'll also lay out how that work happens inside the offer, including duration, number of calls, et cetera, and then add a price point that's reflective of the transformation and support provided that's also based on her dream client's typical investing range, okay? This is the foundation for clear and compelling offers. And the reason it's worth spending your time here is because each of those variables matter and need to be massaged, right? If one of them is off, it could make all the difference between an offer that sells and an offer that doesn't. So if your offer is currently not selling, I encourage you to really look at all of those variables. Check out the long-term vision. Are you really painting the picture of where your dream people want to go? Are you also clear on the milestones that have to be reached in order for them to take a meaningful step in that direction? Are you also positioning your offer as where those key milestones happen? Are you clear on how you're going to facilitate that work inside the actual offer? And is the price point aligned with the perceived value that your people are going to put on that transformation or the support that you are going to provide inside? Okay. That's where I want you reassessing if something is not selling. The third thing that allows you to create an environment where there's ease around earning are systems. Now, one of the things that I love about Karanda Adair's work in the world is her no lead left behind concept. She is one of the most brilliant people I know for integrating marketing and automation that's people focused and relationship driven. One of our first steps together was creating a welcome sequence that introduces people to my world and points them to my core offer flow. Okay. That way, any new person who joins my list receives a short email series from me getting to know who I am, what I do, who I help and how I help them. But that's truly just the start. Because the next automation I want to build out is a sales email series that I can turn on and off, which works perfectly for an offer that's evergreen, like the dream money calculator or the dream money blueprint, or you want to drum up more applications for an offer, et cetera. If you're getting ready to go into an enrollment cycle, right? I want you to imagine that you had a sales series that resulted in sales every time you turned it on, where a click of the button resulted in a few thousand dollars in the door, allowing you to leverage all the work you've already done. Now, the biggest myth to online business is passive revenue because there is literally nothing passive about it, okay? But all too often, we find ourselves creating all these amazing things that never see the light they deserve. Creating an automation that helps put it in the spotlight is such a great way of adding more ease to more earning. One of Karanda's other goals for me is to create a best of email series too. So when I'm not in the emailing mood for a month or so, I can simply turn the automation on to stay as top of mind and deliver value for my people, which is why I so appreciate her brain on bringing value, relationship, marketing, and automation all together, which PS, if you want to join Karanda and getting your own welcome sequence done, definitely check out how to do that in the show notes. Okay. Creating more systems in your marketing and automation is a one key way to create more ease when it comes to earning, especially intentionally pointing to your offers, which also points to the importance of getting your offers dialed in with all of those variables that I just mentioned. Okay. And lastly, the last thing that I want to cover in this episode anyway, is selling consistently. 
So many times clients aren't making the money they want to be making and are focused on delivering value again and again in order to earn the right to sell. What I want to invite you to instead is combining value with sales. When you're creating value-based content, mention your work, get it on people's radar, okay? Explicitly tell people how they can work with you. So many times clients come in and feel like money isn't coming in with ease. And when I ask them, when's the last time that they asked for the sale or told people how to work with them? They usually say, it's been a while, right? If you want money to come in with ease, you have to ask for it to come in. We don't need to create all kinds of value for people to earn the right for others to hear about our offers, okay? You need to earn the right of building trust that I stand behind. And that is going to take time and consistently demonstrating your values and being in integrity. That's how that works. But earning the right to talk about your offers as you're delivering value. No, people need to hear about your concepts, your methodology, and how you work with people in your content, in your emails, in your social media posts, in your podcast, masterclasses, et cetera. Right. And the reason this is so key is being forthright in your desire to work with people is what helps us bake consent into the process, okay? For instance, anytime I lead a free masterclass or training series, I always tell people we are going to cover X, Y, Z in this training. And if you want to take this work deeper, we'll talk about what that looks like in flow or whatever offer I'm selling at the time, okay? I am building the container for what I can deliver outside of a deeper working relationship while also protecting the integrity of my work where the deeper work needs to happen, which is inside a coaching container, right? So I can help you do X, Y, Z in this free thing. But for us to really get into the depth and the breadth of all of these concepts where they're integrated and working in your business, we need a coaching container for them, right? So it makes sense to invite people into the right space for the right work to happen, okay? So creating value while also saying, hey, if you're interested in doing this work, here's your next step or here's where this work happens is such an easy way of creating more ease when it comes to earning. But we have to make the ask and making the ask is such an easy concept, but it's also one so many of us can often forget. We get stuck in the value trap and you do not have to earn earning my friends. Okay. Which we are going to talk about in our next episode. So many things to share on this alone, but when it comes to creating more ease, when it comes to earning one easeful earning is not easy. There are lots of moving parts with many variables outside of our control. But that does not mean we can't create the environment for easeful earning to happen, which is where we focus our energy, okay? There are energetic shifts we can make to ground ourselves in the abundance of money, which we'll talk about more in the A of dream money, as well as the strategy behind creating plentiful money, which I know that you're going to love. Two, there's the strategy of creating clear and compelling offers that are foundational for more sales. Three, there are systems for creating more easeful earning, especially automation, but you still have to do the legwork first. And four, there's the mindset of selling consistently and not putting yourself in the value trap that tells you you have to earn earning. If you want people to show up on your doorstep with money in hand saying, I want to work with you, these four things are just the start because there's also the much dreaded concept for most entrepreneurs I meet with called visibility, right? But we will cover that in more depth in a future episode. So for now, when earning doesn't feel easeful, I want you to reassess what's not working. If people aren't buying, is it because the offer isn't clear or compelling? Are you marketing to the right people who will see value in what you're offering? Is your price point too high for the perceived value your people are assigning to your offer? Is it too low? That's why pricing can be such a tricky thing, right? Are you also having conversations? 
Are you getting more clarity around what support people are needing and how you can either refine your offer to more adequately meet that need or make sure that your messaging is explicitly naming that this is one key piece that you cover inside this offer, right? And also, are you making the ask? Are you letting people know this is how you can work with me? Here's your next step to get started. What I want you to know is money is here to come to you with ease. It's our work though, to build the channels for money to come to us with ease. And building those channels will take work. So if anything, the thing I want you to take away from this episode is when people are touting that earning money is so easy and people are lining up at their door waiting to work with them, I want you to look underneath the hood. What's the foundation they have operating in the background? Have they been working for years to build an audience? Have they been working for years refining their messaging and offers? Have they been working for years to build systems? Have they been working for years to build their methodology? Ease is the result of time and effort, okay? And I know that's probably not what you want to hear. <laughs> I know I didn't. I wanted a way to circumvent it and turn on the easy button. But the minute I threw away that easy button and got to work on the things I needed to master is when earning became a lot more easeful. And there are still times, y'all, when earning does not feel easeful. But saying objective and curious is such a powerhouse move. So ask yourself the right questions around what needs to shift. Is it your energy, your offer, your lack of systems, your mindset? Every season will be an invitation for one of those things to create more ease when it comes to earning, okay? And you so got this. Earning is not easy, but that does not mean ease cannot be part of the plan, all right? And easeful earning is going to take a foundation underneath you for more ease to roll in. So I would love to know which of these you are going to be working on right now if earning is not feeling more easeful. Is it the energy of really grounding into that place of an abundance mindset, right? That there's plenty of clients who can't wait to work with you. There are plenty of clients in the world that you were here to serve, right? Whatever that abundant affirmation is for you, because this can be so powerful in helping us get in the right headspace to even want to make sales. Is it working on your offer to make sure that it's both clear and compelling? How can you get even clearer on your dream client's long-term vision? How can you get even clearer on how your offer helps them take a meaningful step in that direction? Okay. This is so foundational. I cannot even tell you like do the work here, spend the time here. Okay. We have to make sure that we're meeting our clients in their long-term vision because that's ultimately where your clients want to go, right? You need to meet them there and then show them the path to get there with how you can help them take one meaningful step in that direction. Is it also around creating more systems? So not everything is always resting on your shoulders for sales to come in. And automation is a really powerful way for you to do that. But again, that's going to take ass and seat of actually building that out and doing the work. And then we have to test and then we have to refine, like, this is how business goes, right? We need more data. We need more feedback. And then we make our highest level decisions to improve it and go from there. Okay. Business is so much around iteration and iteration and iteration. And lastly, are you making the ask? Are you letting people know how they can work with you? Are you telling them their next step? Are you inviting people in? And this can simply be part of how you talk about your work, how you talk about these ahas, how you always are weaving in your offers and where the work happens as you're delivering value for your people. Okay. And it's really important that we're not just creating all this value-based content because this will lead to a place of resentment in your business where you feel like you're giving, 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 and you're not getting anything back in return. But we also have to make the ask to start getting things back in return. Okay. It's a two-way street. 
So I am so excited to finish our four-part Easeful Money series next week as we talk about how we actually create money mastery. And this is going to be such a wildly different approach than you are used to hearing. I cannot wait to dive in. And of course, if Easeful Money, especially the things that I laid out in this episode and all of the episodes for that matter, <laughs> is something that you want to step into. I really invite you to learn more about Flow because this is where this work happens with me. Flow is a six-month program that's going to help you lay out your methodology to create one key offer that's delivering that methodology while also building in a lot of systems that create more ease for how money is coming into your world. So definitely check that out in the show notes and complete that short form on the page and I'll follow up with more info on the next time we're enrolling and all of that good stuff because this support is available for you and there's a new price point making this work more accessible than it's ever been before. So definitely check that out. And until next time, friends, here's to the courage to keep showing up, even when clarity is still forming, knowing, trusting, believing the next right step is always on its way. See you soon.